Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Mark Cox Morning Show. You know what? Sometimes, sometimes, and I know that you probably, as my listeners, never notice this, I get really fired up. And when I get really fired up, sometimes, Kim, I get a little distracted. So I owe an apology to my ace producer, Carl Middleman, who had this all queued up at the top of the last segment for me to um, give away some tickets to the Doobie Brothers. And I didn't do that because I was so fired up telling you about what's going on in Jefferson City. So now I'm going to do it, Carl. I promise you right now I'm going to do it. I warned Ethan. Uh-huh. It's coming. So he just so he knows, we're, we're going to give away two tickets to the Doobie Brothers, 314-241-9797. Caller number 12 is going to win these today. Coming up, uh, you can go see them August 24th at Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. And we're going to give away tickets again tomorrow and again on uh, – uh, Friday, so be sure and stick around to get your chance. You you will have a chance to buy them, I believe, starting Friday. Yep. And there's some sort of pre-sale going on now if you're if you know how to do that. So good luck to you. I've now done what I needed to do last segment, and Carl's no longer mad, right? Mark, yes, Carl. I just want you to make your audience happy. Oh, I see. Well, thank you for that. I I do appreciate that. That's good. Uh, Good. we got lots going on this hour. We're going to talk to uh, my friend Bob Cyphers at the bottom of the hour. He he worked with me and Kim, in fact, at Channel 4 for many, many years on the assignment desk and as a producer and doing some special projects and all that. And and one thing that he was tracking through all of that is like the I-70 serial killer case. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's written a book on it. And he's getting praise from law enforcement uh, across several states uh, for, for his hard work on this. And we're going to get him in here at the bottom of the hour and ask him uh, a little bit more about that and maybe quiz him on politics because we don't see eye to eye on those things. So I have a little fun with Bobby here <laughs> at the bottom of the hour. I'm looking forward to that, about 835. Bill Eigel, by the way, the state senator who lost his his chairmanship, his parking spot, and about ten grand out of his budget yesterday uh, during a, uh, a little bit of a hubbub with the Senate Majority Leader Caleb Rowden. We're going to get him on here to talk about that. There, there were some punishments handed down yesterday to members of people who identified with the Freedom Caucus in Missouri. And we're going to find out what's behind all of that. I think I know what's behind all that. It's initiative petition reform, and uh, it's a little bit of an ego trip is what's going on here. So we're going to get to all that for you coming up right after the shortlist. The Mark Cox Shortlist. We'll teach Donald Trump, an, a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. I'm sorry. Did anybody get that? Could could we get? 
Could we get somebody to come in and translate, please? I want to congratulate Donald Trump on his victory tonight. He earned it. New Hampshire is first in the nation. It is not the last in the nation. (laughs) Yeah, I just got done telling you how great you were, and now I'm going to say I'm going to insult you and say, well, now we got to go to South Carolina and fix what they got wrong in New Hampshire. That is the message from Nikki Haley. There are very powerful people who want to keep you out. I know they do. But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way. Stunning. Stunning the attempt to bribe Carrie Lake not to run for Senate in the state of Arizona. The undercover audio there uh, will, will blow your mind. The beginning of the 2024 legislative session in the Senate has been nothing short of an embarrassment. Despite the start of a new legislative session, infighting among Senate Republicans remains constant. Yeah, yeah, this is what I brought up a little earlier. This is the, that was Caleb Rowden there off the top of the Channel 2 report announcing that with a whole bunch of people standing behind him, that uh, he's had enough. He's not putting up with these freedom-loving patriots anymore in, in Jefferson City. He's going to punish them for not towing the line. I don't know how I should get around it. We're going to ask Bill Eigel about that coming up here in just a couple of minutes. But, Kim, I wanted to get back for a moment to this Carrie Lake story. I'm very jealous, by the way, that your uncle Paul got to meet her when she was in New Hampshire campaigning for Donald Trump. Yeah, and he had a glowing review of her and, and just the way that she carried herself. He said that when she talked to you, it was just like very focused and zeroed in on you. You know, if if Donald Trump is to pick a vice president and, and he's picking one based on communication abilities, there are two choices in this race, in my opinion. Two. Those choices would be Nick would be her, right, uh, Carrie Lake, or Vivek Ramaswamy. Those two individuals, if you've watched them throughout their their campaigns, their interaction with the media, they have an ability to go directly back at biased reporters Yeah, in a way that Donald Trump cannot do artfully. He Mm -hmm. he just he doesn't have the the same ability to tear them apart artfully that that Kerry and, and Vivek do. I don't know that either one of them are under consideration. I'm just saying I like the way she carries herself. In interviews, and and clearly the establishment doesn't. So I, I want to play this for you so that you hear it yourself. This is audio recorded by Carrie Lake, it sounds like. It sounds like her phone was maybe in her pocket. With the head of the Arizona Republican Party, Jeff DeWitt, presenting her basically with a bribe from unknown powers on the East Coast, that's all he refers to them as, to get her to go away. Go to cut 17, please. So what do they want? What do they want me to do? You want me to stay out for two years. <laughs> but I'm tell you what I can offer you. But um, I said you can do whatever you want. The talking head, isn't it? So the, the ask of me was it's kind of funny. So the, the ask I got today from back east was this is has to stay from us. Is there any companies out there or something that could just put her on the payroll and give her to keep her out? And I said, well, what do you want to do? Whatever we need to do. This is about defeating Trump. And I think that's a bad, bad thing for our country. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder what was said to her prior to that meeting 
to make her want to secretly, like we're assuming it was her recording, to, secretly record that meeting, knowing yeah. something could come out of it that's juicy. Uh, I, I Maybe she's never been called before the head of the Republican Party before, or maybe he's he's not had much to do with her up until now. Um, and then suddenly he calls for a meeting with her. I, I don't even know when the recording was made, but the point is it is a clear attempt to bribe her to step away for at least two years. What's going on the next two years that they don't want Carrie Lake's voice involved in this? You think it's just two years? I, I don't think they ever want a, a true conservative no. like Carrie Lake but to if serve you, in the Senate. But if you sideline her for two years, she loses whatever momentum she's got coming out of that botched gubernatorial race in Arizona. Uh, and, and now this Senate race where she's running now, where she's projected to be the winner— Mm-hmm. Certainly in a three-person race, you've got the independent Kristen Cinema, you've got a Democrat running, and then you've got her running on the Republican side. Um, she She's the favorite in the last poll I saw. Somebody in Washington, in the establishment, the same people that hate Donald Trump, don't want her in the mix. And, I, you know, I think you—I don't know how you you don't see that and, and just see it for what it is. As she said, in the, it's an attempt—it's like a blow at Donald Trump. They can't get him to back off. They don't have enough money. But they thought she might be susceptible to it. So good for her for leaking that or whoever leaked it. Uh, Information we need to know. Coming up, Senator Bill Igle. I don't know where he's parking today because he had his parking spot taken away. I guess he's had to go buy some new hiking boots to walk in from the new spot. But we're going to get him on the radio talking about it when we come back. Stay tuned. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is very disheartening and concerning that our leadership is not capable of leading. We need new leadership in the Missouri Senate. Members of the Freedom Caucus say they're tired of waiting to debate on legislation to change the initiative petition process and education reform. They have called us everything from narcissists to charlatans, when all we want to do is pass the big red policy ideas that were promised to voters of this state every two years. Yeah, so there you have it. It is a Bill Igel you heard there uh, from this fallout yesterday with Caleb Rowden, who just randomly decided, apparently, claimed it was a hard decision, uh, but randomly decided that he was going to strip a number of people who happened to all be in the Missouri Freedom Caucus, right, f- from their chairmanships. Now, it, it seems it seems juvenile, uh, but that's what happened yesterday. There were a, a number of other senators who agreed with Rowden who were standing behind him when he when he made the announcement. And it all comes down to this. Um, Bill Igel, for example, 
was one of the senators standing up saying, we need IP reform. We, we've talked about it for two years. I had Caleb Rowden on this show a year ago this month talking about it um, and promising me that he was all in a year ago on this program. Listen. But, I mean, for me, 60 seems to be a, a, a infinitely reasonable threshold, right? You know, that you could go up to 66, you go up to 75, you go up to however high you want. You know, in our, in our context, the higher you go, the harder it is for us to get it done. Um, and I, I think I said it on when I was on with you last time, you, you want to do something that is easy to understand so voters will actually pass it. It's one- so that was, uh, that was Senator Rowden uh, in January of last year when I asked him again and again uh, when I'd had him on, can you get IP reform done? We need to get IP reform done because I see what's coming, right? What's coming is millions of dollars are going to flow in from out of state from the, these Planned Parenthood people um, who are going to um, who, who are going to force this onto the ballot because they're going to buy enough signatures. This is the, the faulty way the IP system is set up. This is the problem. We're having a little trouble getting a hold of Bill Igo right now, so I'm just going to explain this to you. You have to get a certain number of signatures in six of the eight congressional districts. So what do they do? They ignore the most rural congressional districts, mm-hmm. and they focus on the ones including Kansas City and and um, and St. Louis and probably Columbia where the, or Springfield, where they can jack up the most signatures possible. Right. They pay people by the hour to go out on the street and collect signatures. Who knows what they're telling people, what they're signing. And then when they gather their enough signatures, 170,000, whatever they need, Guess what? Voila, it's on the ballot. Did I see it was about $5 million is the average cost to get something like this on the ballot? Because of, like you said, the manpower of people going out and trying to collect all these signatures. I would imagine at least that's a big chunk of it. Oh, I'm sure. And then they spend uh, untold millions after that uh, trying to get the, uh, through, through slick advertising, trying to fool you about what's actually at stake, right? It's what happened with the marijuana initiative. Now, I know there were a lot of people out there who who wanted to smoke their joints and, and it be legal. That's not what won that argument. There were enough people that had concerns, but if you watch the ad, why would you have any concern about that? It's going to bring in millions of tax dollars. That's all the government cared about. It's the only reason they, they cared about it. The point is to amend the Constitution it should be a there should be a little higher standard. So make them spread those signatures out among all eight congressional districts. Yep. That's one way of doing it. The other way is to raise the percentage of the vote required to get an initiative petition. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Well, you you make it a 56, 57 percent. That means you can't have just a straight party line vote. A simple majority should not be enough to change the Missouri Constitution. You should have to prove that you got some buy-in from people on the other side of the aisle. So at 56, 57%, that's not a 60 number. That's not even 10%. You you have to get 7 or 8% of people from the other side who've agreed this is a decent idea in order to get it done. And as a result of that, you you're what what you've proven that at least you've got 57% of the po- of the voting population that agrees with that idea. Two simple things that could, that should have happened 2 years ago. But you you've got people like the Missouri Realtors Association spending 
prepared to spend $200,000 against any candidate in their reelection who supports it's just hanging out there. They haven't spent a dime so far. Do you understand that? They put $200,000 in a fund to threaten any Republican lawmaker who might consider voting for initiative petition reform. Mm-hmm. Right? And the realtors have donated to a lot, and they've donated to Caleb Browden. They probably donated to a lot of the senators in Missouri. I looked it up on the Missouri Ethics Commission website this morning. And they've contributed like over six grand to Caleb Rowden's campaigns over the years. Now, they probably do that to a lot of people. They're lobbyists. That's what they do. But why is the Missouri Realtors Association the singular entity that's created its own PAC to oppose initiative petition reform? I don't know. Uh, so we have uh, tried to, to get a hold of Bill Eigel. I, I don't know what he's doing this morning. Maybe he's looking for a parking space. He did tweet about that, which was pretty funny. But since we have about 30 seconds, can I mention there is some breaking news. It was, there's a, apparently a hostage situation at the Drury Hotel downtown. So the SWAT team is there. This is the Drury Hotel at 4th and Market. But we're not sure of any injuries or potentially hostages as far as how many there could be, what floor they're <clears> on. We just know the SWAT team is there at the Drury Hotel And they're saying avoid that area if possible. All right. Good. Thank you for that update, Kim. I appreciate it. Coming up, uh, speaking of crimes, the the I-70 serial killer has been around for, what's it, 30 years now plus? Uh, My friend Bob Cyphers has written a book about it that's getting rave reviews. We're going to get him in studio to talk about it straight ahead. Stay tuned. All right, so uh, way back in 1992, about one year before I landed it to Channel 4 as a uh, news reporter, there was a a series of murders that got linked together known as the I-70 serial killer. Now, I wasn't at Channel 4 yet, but my good friend Bob Cyphers already worked there. He was on the assignment desk, and he's been a producer for a lot of their series over there uh, over the years. And he's written a book called Dead End, Inside the Hunt for the Interstate 70 Serial Killer. And we've got him in studio this morning. Bob, how are you? How you doing, my friend? It's great to see you and my friend Kim. Yeah, really. it's good to see you. we got we got three KMOV alum here. How about yeah. that? Wow, there's life after Channel Four. Huh? <laughs> there is, there is. You know, I I worked there for 20 years. Um, I remember this story vaguely, kind of being in the background, but I honestly didn't pay a whole lot more attention to it than that. You clearly have. Well, the serial killer killed. Six people in one month just hopping off the highway at random, finding a strip mall, walking in, shooting a woman, and leaving. He didn't take any money. He didn't take any—there was no sexual assault. Police are like, what's the motive? He just randomly pops off and kills, like the most scary thing possible. The killing here in St. Charles up by uh, 70 in Bogey Hills was the fourth in his series— it was a Sunday afternoon. I'm in the newsroom. The Cardinals are playing the Padres. It's a beautiful day. I hear the scanner call. A homicide scene at the Bogey Hill Shopping Center in the middle of the day on a weekend? Are you kidding me? There's people everywhere. I grab a photographer and go out there, stake it out, wait for the cops to come out, find a police officer I know. What's the deal here? Robbery? No. Uh, sexual assault? No. Disgruntled boyfriend? No. What do we have here? Bob, we got a problem here. And then it didn't take long before the ballistics tied it into Wichita, Terre Haute, Indianapolis, Kansas City, and the world was in a panic. Stores up and down, gas stations along Interstate 70 putting up posters and banners and signs on the highway, these flashing signs about watch out for the killer. 30 years go by, they never find him. A couple years ago in 2021, 
they St. Charles police get a task force together to bring everybody back and take one last crack at the case. And they called me and said, do you want to come and tell our stories? We're not looking for a one and done TV thing. We're looking for some major investment. And I went to the, I went to all these towns with all these officers, met all these families, met victims, met eyewitnesses, did the best I could. Task force is disbanded now. This is going to be the last thing standing probably on this book. There won't be a task force 40 years later. This book now is going to be the last thing out there for people to take a crack at. And the police departments, bless their hearts, are really hoping there's new information in here that somebody reads this and picks the phone up and makes a phone call. Wow. I mean, how often do people actually get away with a crime like that? You have to wonder, is there any chance that this person responsible could already be in prison for something completely unrelated and they have no idea? Could be dead, could be in prison. I will tell you that after all the investigations, the police have what they call a number one lead, a number one suspect, and he's in the area where he can listen to your radio station right now. Wow. Wow. Well, that sends chills down your spine. Yeah, no kidding. So so I wonder if the, if it all happened in 1992, let's be honest, that, that that was a time when there weren't ring doorbell cameras everywhere and a lot of security video and all that stuff, right? So I talked to Quantico FBI profilers. Yeah. There were many more serial killers on the loose back then than there are now because of what you're talking about. They know now there's there's cameras. Back in the day, there was just a doorbell that would ring. We used to see hitchhikers on the road. How many times when we were kids did you and I hitchhike? Maybe we did. I did it a handful of times. You don't see hitchhikers now because they're afraid of these news stories they've seen over time. I wouldn't pick you up. You think I'd pick you up? <laughs> Bob, we, I'd pick we'd you be, up. We'd be arguing all the way down the road, Mark. I'd say, man, that, that guy looks suspicious. I'm not picking that character up. There's just not a chance. So you, you've gotten some great forewords written in here by these police investigators thanking you for your for sticking to it because so many people have just forgotten about it. Tremendous investigators. I'll tell you one gentleman in here from St. Charles locally, Pat McCarrick. He's almost 80 now, walks with a cane, was an original cop on this case that's been handed off numerous times. The the gun in this case, the stra- so many strange things. Like you talk about motive, there is none. You know what the motive is? The thrill of the kill. Ch- the police can't catch me playing the game. The gun in this case, think about what you might use to kill somebody. Well, you, first of all, you wouldn't do it in the middle of the day in broad daylight in a crowded place, walk in and walk out. The gun in this case is called an Irma Werke. It's a World War I German Navy target pistol that barely functions. It's wow. the last gun in the world you'd think of to kill somebody. This is his choice of guns. And that was linked to all the murders? Yes. Wow. So we're hoping somebody reads this, sees that. Who gets a who gets a 1918 gun? I knew somebody who had a grandpa who was in the German army, and he somebody might know something. Yes, pick up that phone. Wow, it's, it's creepy too because the situation in St. Charles was that at a, a, a convenience store. No, it was at a. Uh, it's what now is a Panera Bread Company. Oh, it was a boot store called Boot Village at 70 and Zumbel. I know exactly right what by you're Bogey Hills. About. Right now, it's a Panera Bread Company, and people. I was with a St. Charles detective out there, Don Stepp, and he says, Bob, think how many thousands of people have gone in here since that opened as a bread company store, and nobody knows this was where one of our most horrific homicides occurred. Myself included. Yeah. Yeah.
I right mean, there. That, that's just crazy. And you think, too, yeah. that this guy would have probably strategically walked in when nobody else was there to be a witness. No, he wanted people. He 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 wanted the crowd. That was part of his game. Don and Carol Kitzmiller, the parents of Nancy, who was killed here, they still live in this area, but they will never get off at that exit. They avoid it. They just drive around it 30 years later. Can't, can't imagine what that trauma must be like. Uh, Bob Cyphers, our guest in studio. Dead End is the book Inside the Hunt for the Interstate 70 Serial Killer. Now, this is your latest book. You've got a previous book on Jesus, and you're about to write a book <laughs> on the Holy Land. Yeah. What a odd combination, Bob Cyphers. It, it really is. When I retired, I didn't know what I was going to do. I, I play golf in an old man's prune juice senior golf league, and I, I have a pond where the ducks swim back and forth, and I watch them fly off. But I have time on my hands, and uh, the police department kept on me of like, you know, now that you're retired, I used to, I wrote a bunch of long-form stories for Channel 4's website, but Bob, you're retired now. I guess you're gone. Maybe not. So I sit down to write, and I actually wrote a chapter and thought, this is really cool. I've written the chapter. I counted my words, and I had like 900 words. And I reached out to a publisher. Hey, hey, the police are interested in a book. How many words do I need for a novel? 50,000. <laughs> You've got 900. <laughs> I, got a, I got a ways to go. Tele, television journalism in general does not prepare uh, you, know, you for long form, right? 30-second short stories. <laughs> yeah. Bob, you got three minutes. Crank it out. I can do that. Now, I don't know about you, Bob. You retired, what, a year ago, yeah. roughly? Because yeah. I remember talking to you afterwards. I was mad that they didn't invite me down there for your going-away party. That would have been a good time. It would have been. Nick and Zervos represented you That's well. good. I'm glad to hear my friend Nick uh, showed up for us. So the thing about it is, I, you know, I was talking to Kim about this the other day. I, I think they were waiting for the three of us to leave before they moved into a new building. Here's I mean, what, give me a break. Here's what's funny. So I'm there 35 years, okay, and I leave in this new building. Before I come to Channel 4, I, I was uh, working, I was a news director at Wavy in Norfolk, Virginia. Okay. It was in a dump of a warehouse. <laughs> and right after I left, they built, they went to a brand new state-of-the-art building, like two weeks later. That building was so bad, it, its bathroom was a uni, what's the word? Unisex? Unisex yeah. bathroom. Yeah. That was sitting right in the middle of the newsroom. Oh, gosh. So you'd see some guy walk in there with a newspaper. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and you knew to stay away for a while. Can I gross out your morning audience anymore? It's like. Put down my cup of coffee I'm drinking. The only bathroom we got, and we're oh, closed. Oh, man. Bob, it is fantastic to see you. I'm glad things are going so well. It's- I've. Great to see you, Mark. Absolutely. You were friend. one of my favorites, Bob. I always enjoyed seeing you, and we'd have Kim, some good chats. We did. And I, really, to see both of you, it's really a, a thrill for me. Thank where, you. Where can people find the book? Is it on Amazon? It's on every website in the country. Here's what's also, yeah, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, yeah. Bucks and Mil- you name it. Uh, but here's what also is funny. In both books I've written, they're on every website around the world, like China, wow. Japan, Portugal, Bulgaria. But here's the thing. Outer Mongolia, go to their bookstore. How would they search for it in Outer Mongolia? <laughs> I There's don't a know. search bar. Is somebody in China typing in Bob Cyphers <laughs> to the search bar window? So how would they find out? I don't know. They're out to get you. The Internet's an amazing thing. All right, Bob, I appreciate that. Uh, go pick up the book, Dead End Inside the Hunt for the I-70 Serial Killer. Hopefully we'll talk again soon, my Thank friend. you, guys. Great yeah, to see you. Great to see you. We're going to be back in just a couple minutes. Stick around. All right, on to the Twitter poll here quickly. We got the results in. Here was the question. President Trump won New Hampshire with more than 50% of the vote. 56, I believe. Nikki Haley still says she's going to carry on anyway. Here are your choices. Should Haley drop out now, wait for the South Carolina results in a month, or just go ahead and switch parties? Uh, Here are the results. 
57% of the voters felt she should just leave now. 21% think she should wait for the South Carolina results. And 22% coming in second think she should just switch parties now and get it out of the way. What do you think? That's shocking. Oh, I know, I know. I, <laughs> just I <don't>. drop out <laughs> now. Hey, we've got uh, Bob Helbig, uh, Thomas Helbig, I'm sorry, and, and Bob Kershaw in studio with us right now. I had Thomas and Bob in my head, and they, <laughs> the words came out wrong. Uh, because we've got our retirement advisory uh, educational event coming up next Tuesday at the Frontenac Hilton. And good timing, huh? Good yes. timing. Yeah, it's good stuff. You know, I, I, I was listening to a soundbite this morning. Uh, from, I don't know, Rachel Maddow or something. She's reading some statement for the com- from the president talking about how great the economy is. Well, you know, I think for most people, when you go to the grocery store, you know that's we don't feel not that. the case. Exactly. Nobody but else you, is seeing it, only him. But if you look at your 401k, you may wonder why the market's so high right now, right? right. right. Overvalued? I mean, everything's we, we don't overvalued. Know. It is. Yeah. And this is e- e- election year, and it's 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 going to be volatile. It always is. Volatility is going to mm-hmm. start hitting. And here's a, here's a point I'd like to make. And if you've been, Charles Payne talked about it on Fox. All the top CEOs of all the companies in December are liquidating all their stocks. Including now that Warren says Buffett. something, including Warren Buffett. Wow. Billions and billions of dollars. Now they know something that we don't. And that's, that's a scary thought. So yeah. something is coming down the pike. But that's okay, folks, because the good news is what we're going to teach you, what we're going to educate you on Tuesday, is how you don't have to stress about that, how you can keep your money safe, how you can link to to the market. Yeah, that's good. Linking to the market is smarter and safer than owning the market. Most people don't understand what is that. Come Tuesday night, we'll explain it. We'll teach you. And that's why, folks, in 38 years, not one of our clients have ever lost a penny. Yeah. And we'll teach you why and how. It's, it's important to, to point that out, I think, because pe- people – think that it, it's some sort of a secret you've written a book about it is. this i mean you don't you're not it's you're not been around shy for 30 years the strategy has yeah. been around for 30 years but a wall street advisor will not teach you about it they because won't. they're not making money if correct. your money's not invested exactly. correct in wall they want you to stay in the market and they want you know and that's where they get their fees yeah also if you're 59 and a half years old or older if you currently have a 401k and you're nearing retirement, you can legally, and you're, you're allowed to, roll over that ta- that 401k or your company retirement plan tax-free, get your all your life savings safe, and follow the strategy. And you can still keep participating in that 401k until you retire. You can roll over the balance. But get the money safe, folks, because this year is going to be volatile with an election coming up. I yeah, think a lot definitely. of people want to get in the stock market, but they're they're freaked out because they don't know how to do it. It's right. intimidating, right? right? That's exactly So they it. think there's only one way, the yeah. stock market or my money in the bank. No, you <laughs> can link to the market way. and yes. get the growth without all the downside risk. Yeah. And that's what we teach people, and yeah. they need to learn it. Wall our, Street's our, fine when you're when you're when you're younger because you can you can take those losses. You have time to to recoup them, but right. as you get older, you don't have time. Yeah. So you, go online at retirementkey.com. That's retirementkey.com or 314-993-9494. I tell everybody it's it it's a free event, which is great. Um some people, you know, they they think about coming to something like that, they're worried it's going to be some kind of high pressure event. I tell them I've Not been to all. so many of these with you guys. So laid back. We just kind of have a good time. Annie Fry will be there, Mark Rudin's going to come over. Uh, I'll be there of course, and we just kind of hang out and then 
You guys take over, and if they want to meet with you afterwards, they just fill out a piece of paper, right? That's it. And we only talk for 45 minutes. That's it. You'll be done and out of there by 7.30. We start at 6.30, so try to get there at least by 6.15 if you can. So now, Mark, Annie thinks she's going to have more of her listeners there. Yes, we're having a little competition between Mark, Annie, and you. So tell your listeners, call in, get reserved. (laughs) And here's the great thing about it. They start listening in the morning, and then they just kind of hang around for Annie. So (laughs) how do you you tell who's who there? Is Is there an incentive there if you get more of your listeners there. <laughs> we used to give away some t-shirts or something. Yes, so we we'll, do. We we'll, have yes. trivia going in the so it's fun. So it's fun. 314-993-9494. Just let them know who's coming. They just need a head count. Bring your spouse or a friend or someone. There's usually uh, plenty of room, but we hope to see you next Tuesday, January 30th at the front Neck Hilton. Gentlemen, or thank go you. to retirementkey.com. Thank you, you for having us, Mark. Thanks, great to, Mark. Great to see you both. You Thanks too. for braving the fog to drive down here this thank morning. Thank you. That's yeah, all right. It's a mess. Good out to be there. here. All right. Uh, we are going to try to get Senator Bill Igel on tomorrow. We missed uh, missed our connection with him today to talk more about this mess in the Missouri Senate. So stay tuned for that. Brian Kilmeade coming up next. And then uh, something called the Annie Fry Show uh, is on uh, noon to three, I think. <laughs> and then, <laughs> just kidding. And then Reardon from three to six. We'll see you tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 